0: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on Mixlr.com/backslash Wake Up Call DT. Happy to be here with you inside of the Cafe Cuball Studios. You're watching as well on Facebook.com/backslash Wake Call DT, Facebook.com/backslash Live Now DT, and on YouTube.com/backslash Wake Up Call DT. So, however you're connected with the show, I appreciate you and thank you so much for being a part of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports truly. Meets that thing called life. I am so happy to have my first guest here on the broadcast today. Like I said, this is a jam-packed show filled with coaches, and I'm so, so much looking forward to everything that we have coming up here today. Team Arabito is here with me first, and he is the Mexico Tigers head football coach. They're coming off of their 2021 Section 3 Independent League Championship victory over Pulaski. They lost their first game of the season to Windsor and then went 7-0 and through the rest of the season, riding a high, and I'm so very, very proud. I met T a bunch of years back here and have never lost sight of, of him being here in our community, and so I am so thrilled to welcome him today as a champion, as I know that uh, coaches like him deserve to be able to hoist those, those trophies and have those moments, so let's bring him in. T, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. And, and, T, I mean, let, you know, we were talking about a little bit off the air, but just what you can say about, you know, what the independent league is, what it allows you to do in Mexico, and just what it means.
1: Well, the independent league is a great opportunity for our area football programs that might be having a turnout or a low turnout with players, a uh, low turnout in senior players specifically. Uh, like this year, we had low to mid-20s turnout in August we were expecting, uh, you know, in the '30s last year we went five and zero in the COVID uh, spring league. You know, sometimes you think that will, you know, have more kids come out because of that success, but it really doesn't always translate to that. So we were hoping to get back to Section Three football uh, in our regular class B, uh, but when the turnout came in August with low '20s, um, it was we were very fortunate that we had the opportunity to jump in the independent league to play teams that are really a lot like us, school size, player size. Um, it gave us an opportunity to keep our program going. You
0: know, and, and and just what you could say about that, that the independent league, like you said, uh, you're used to being in Section 3, Class B, but the fact that you could jump into the independent league, just, you know, what that means for not only your team, but other teams is maybe a safety net to continue to play the sport.
1: Well, you know, the, the, the league is – consists of some Class A, Class B, Class C schools. So there's some really good programs um, that are in that league and really good coaches. So it still is a very competitive situation for the teams that are involved. Um, and you're, you're right. It uh, You know, if you're a coach and your program's uh, for whatever reason, having a low dip in numbers, um, this is a great opportunity to keep your program going, keep your kids excited, keep your community excited, and uh, be able to compete um, each week. And not worry about losing more numbers you know than your than your low to mid-20s that you start out
0: and you know how when you when you look at you know the situation of having lower numbers and, and whatnot how long have you been been dealing with you know this this problem i know you talked about the covid year and whatnot but is this something that you think you know uh, mexico high school bounce back from you know quickly here and be able to go back to class b i mean where are things at as far as as the school as you head forward
1: well, our modified numbers have improved; they've increased. Our our goal is always to go back to Class B when the numbers um, dictate us to do that. Um, so we're very fortunate. We're very we're very optimistic that in the following years we should be able to rejoin the Class B ranks as we've had in the past. Um, but like I said, the, the independent league is an opportunity while you're rebuilding the numbers, while you're getting your program back in order. Um, there's an opportunity there to keep your program going, and and, and I think it's great that our area has constructed such a such a league. Um, it's great for any any team or any program that's feeling these effects that I've been feeling, or our program has been feeling the last few years. Um, you know, with our with our obviously in our school enrollment here in Mexico, our our numbers have gone down. That affects all sports across the board, but mostly affects football because you know you need about 30 plus players. To uh, you know, to be competitive in a football program uh, in a football league, so you know our our modified numbers have improved. Um, you know, in the past not so long ago, we had a varsity JV and modified team. So, with the lower numbers, we've had to skip out on the JV, to a ten to twelve grade varsity, and keep our modified at seven nine. So, we our long range goals are to return to modified a modified program, a JV program, and a varsity program.
0: Speaking here with T. Morabito, the uh, Mexico Tigers head football coach here in Central and Upstate New York, uh, coming off an independent league championship here in 2021. T. W- when did the issues start here with enrollment, and and how do you change that? I mean, how how do you, how do you uh, improve the numbers? Because I mean, you're you're a coach there, obviously. You're you're a teacher and whatnot. But how how do we turn the tide in a positive direction? How long have you kind of been dealing with this and and how do we elevate it back up, you know, to make sure that, that Mexico, not just for football, but in general has representation across the sports? How, do, how do we make that better? Because, you know, obviously here on the show, I want to know what we can do to help because it's important, obviously for coaches like yourself and for student athletes in the community and in high schools, you know, this Mexico is important to me. It's in my community. So how do we, how do we make it better?
1: Well, I personally have- Am on our Mexico Pop Warner board. I attend meetings. I offer suggestions. I offer opinions. I'm a resource for our youth program, and I think it's important that you build a nice relationship with your youth program as the varsity head coach. And I've done that over the last probably over 10, 12, 15 years. Uh, been on the board at the Mexico uh, Sports or the Me- Mexico Pop Warner. Um, you know, several years ago when we had some, you know, some studies come out with the NFL players you know with the effects of concussions and things like that um that really trickled down to some of our lower or our younger age kids with some concerns with with families and things like that the one thing i'd like to see and i don't know if this has been done or not you know those those studies were done on nfl players who played nfl for years played college ball at the high level played high school probably played pop warner they probably played football for 30 years plus at a very high level, I'd like to see a study if it hasn't been done yet. I haven't seen it, but a study done on those effects of kids who just played high school football. Um, I think that's really, you know, more of a concern for our families is that most of our kids stop playing football after high school. We do have a few that go on to college, but I'd like to see a study done that would be more accurate on the effects that these, you know, these concussions have on on kids in general. Uh, just to be more accurate with our demographic of players, not NFL players that most of these studies have have targeted. But to get numbers back up, I'm a middle school teacher, so I'm very fortunate that I get to meet most of the kids that come into the modified level. And we try to promote the program. We try to promote after-school activities to get kids involved. We try to promote our PE programs you know, in schools to have some kind of football units just to, get kids turned on to the, to the game of football if they haven't played it yet, and to give them an opportunity just to learn more about
0: it. That hey, coming from Team Aribito here, doing what you can on the board, as well as, like you said, uh, wanting to look into to those studies and to meet the kids when they're younger and, and to have that connection and whatnot. Do you still feel in Mexico, I mean, obviously, you know, you had a team come together and, and win a championship this year. Do you feel a love for the sport, you know, from from what you do have, do you feel that that's growing? Do you feel that your success in in the COVID year, playing in the spring, do you feel like that success and then winning a championship here in the Independent League, are, are you seeing that success on the field maybe is breeding some of the guys on your team to have friends to say, you know what, I want to be a part of this. I want to play next year. Like, is winning starting to maybe elevate the program once again numbers wise do you feel like that can have a ripple effect the fact that you've had success in your last two seasons and won a championship here in 2021 recently is is that starting to maybe create some buzz around the program well that's
1: the hope and you know we get friday night lights back again it was a little different in the spring uh, but now that we're back in fall we were having friday night football games the crowds were back, the the, the, the crowds were killed. In Mexico, we have a great support from our community. We have a full house every week we play at home. So, you know, you get the student section in there as well. It's, it, it also has improved. So you hope and you hear the kids are looking at how successful we are and what kind of program we're, we're preparing our kids for, not only for football, but for life after football. So we're hoping these, these messages are sent to our community, to our families, to our parents. That would want to have their kids join our football program. That is not just about football; um, it's about more than it's about way more than that. It's about building life skills, connections um, with their family, with their with their peers, with their community. Um, so, yeah, I mean, when we win a championship, and the house is full, and you got a huge student section up there. Players that have opted out the last few years for whatever reason, you hope that they see the good things we're doing, the excitement we're creating, and the family bonds that we're we're. we're, we're providing for our players that they would want to jump back. out. So, yeah, we've heard some things already that some of our kids that opted not to play this year are are, are suggesting that they're going to come back next year.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and and I'm so happy to, you know, see this success, and I'm happy to see this, especially with a coach such as yourself. And we got to, you know, like I said, uh, the first game of the season you lose at Windsor, then you go 7-0 and after that. Uh, at Jordan Elbridge, you get that victory, at 42 to 14, and then on to uh, Altamira Parish, Williamstown, 42 to nothing. PSLA Fowler, 50, 55 to 6. Westmoreland Oriskany, 35 to nothing. Oswego, 56 to 12. PSLA Fowler again, 56 to 30. Pulaski, 24 to 17. Your championship in that close game, but the amount of points that you scored this season—I mean, let's. Can we, can we give some respect and speak on your very prolific offense that has put themselves in a situation where, you know, you were handling teams very easily as far as being able to score the ball? Can we give some credit to your offense and, and why you think you had so much success on that side of the ball?
1: Well, one of the key issues of, of having that kind of success is having kids show up in the offseason. We did have a number of kids come to our offseason now that it was opened back up. Uh I had a a senior quarterback, Ethan West, who was just phenomenal at running our program and running our offense. He he had over 1,000 yards passing. He unbelievably had a 75% completion rate in high school football. That's incredible. Um, He threw for over 10 touchdowns. He threw for over four or five two-point conversions. did not have one interception, and he ran the ball for almost 500 yards. So... When you got a quarterback that's a throwing and running threat, and we had a couple of running backs beside him average almost 10 yards a carry. We had a receiver that had about 8 to 10 touchdowns. had about 400 yards receiving. You know, our skill positions were very, very experienced. We had a really young line up front, though. At one point, from tight end to tackle, six offensive linemen, I guess you want to put it, we had a ninth grader, three 10th graders, and two 11th graders. So we were really young up front, and I'm very proud of uh, of the progression they made and allowed us to coach them to be um, to execute on that high level. But when you get a line that can that can be coachable and understand your vision of what they're supposed to do as a job up front, and you've got some experienced and very fast and very uh, educated, skilled players, you can score 50 points, uh, uh, you know, against some teams. So all the credit goes to the kids uh, for absorbing what we were teaching knowing what we were trying to do against each team each week, watching huddle films each week to see the kinds of teams we were going up against. I mean, there's a lot of work to it behind the scenes. Uh, my assistant coach is putting in the time. John Hanson, my defensive coordinator. Uh, Andy Chamberlain, my special teams coordinator. And Randy West, uh, with our uh, additional assistant. These guys put in an incredible amount of hours alongside myself to put our kids in those positions to be successful.
0: That coming from T. Murabito here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets like uh, Mexico Tigers head football coach T. There's so much more to talk about. We've opened the door to a lot of things. So I would love the opportunity, if you'll have me, to to continue the conversation with you and to have you back on the show and to really uh, you know, speak more on who Mexico is, what you've done this season in winning a championship, getting back to you know, Class B and, and what you work toward. I would love to take what we've had here today and expand it if, if you'll allow me to do that.
1: Absolutely. This stuff is great. It's great to get our message out, not just for Mexico program, but for all programs in the vicinity that, you know, we're just trying to keep their programs alive and, and exciting.
0: That Coming from Team Marabito, T, thank you so very much. Congratulations on the chip. And, uh, and and thank you for, for all that you do in our community. I look forward to talking with you very soon. And uh, this conversation is just getting started. So I'm looking forward to it. Okay, thanks, man. Have a great day. All right, you too. Take care. That coming from Team Mirabito here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets that thing called life. I'm excited. T, congratulate what well, we can do with T. Congratulations on the championship. Congratulations to the young men who came together and found a way to get it done, and go 7-0 after losing your first game. They never let one loss turn into two. They never compounded losses. They took that 38-22 to loss at Windsor and turned it into 7-0. I love it, I support it, I appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to what Mexico can do. Congrats on your championship. Gentlemen, you should be very proud. T and the entire staff, congratulations to you, and congratulations to Mexico High School, and God bless, no stress, do your best as always.